Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Welcome, everyone. I'm sure lots of things have happened to get you to this point, and you felt different events and circumstances and magic. I remember my first Tantra retreat. The build-up to it was crazy. Who's experienced an entry point to this portal that's been significant? Put your hand up. Yeah. So yeah, I think when when I first stepped into a Tantra retreat, I was really resident with what I was feeling to be something that I always kind of felt about life, but no one had ever articulated. And I grew up in an environment where I was exposed thankfully, to a lot of spirituality and esoteric teachings. My father is somewhat of a mystic and esoteric master. And so I always had a strong connection to spirit and curiosity about the highest potential of myself as a human. And also there was something that was kind of buzzing in me that knew that there was something else. And, you know, I did a law degree and honours in philosophy and studied a lot, had my beautiful daughter 20 years ago and then my son five years after that. That's when I found Tantra. It was really a series of synchronistic events that opened me into my first retreat, and I remember that the teacher who was speaking was speaking about aliveness and speaking about, you know, how there's this thing in life that if we're not fully allowing freedom and fully allowing aliveness and feeling the pulse of our heart and being allowed to feel everything, that there's going to be something missing. And... Not that my dad had this intention, but a lot of what he taught me was a very masculine spirituality that was a lot about transcendence. So I always felt this shame around my desires and my feelings. And I'm like, why the fuck can't I just always be happy? Like I'm listening to all these positive thinking things and high vibrational and meditating and feeling these powerful pathways into connecting with oneness and then I would slip back into different aspects of difficulty in the human experience and wonder what I was doing wrong, like why why I couldn't hold that. And all of a sudden this teacher's kind of saying that all to me, like have you felt this and have you felt that? And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> And then when he started talking about sexuality being part of Tantra and I'm like, oh, okay, so... And I kind of knew that Tantra included sex, but 
I didn't really know how. And he started to explain that, you know, everything is divine, including sexuality, and that sexuality is the source of all creation. It's what births us into the world and it's what brings us back in touch with creation and who we and who we are. And so yeah, I was I was very curious and as the week progressed, I started to feel at home. I was being encouraged to do kind of what I already did, which anyone who knows me knows that I say what I think and how I feel and have no issues with that and never have, but that's always been very unusual. And all of a sudden we're getting encouraged you can just say what you think and you can feel how you feel and you don't have to hide it. I'm like, oh, great, finally. And I was always really sexual and, you know, loved sensuality and energetic. So there was all of this resonance and there was also these other things that I was learning about. So for, for about four years I fully immersed with this school and I'm not, anyone, I'm not someone to do things in halves, so I travelled all over the world, you know, and went to Sedona and stayed in a temple for a month with the founder of, of this particular school and just got right in there. And at the same time, I also wanted to learn as much as I could about Tantra, so I was learning about classical Tantra which I'll probably talk a bit about. I was learning about the Vidriana tradition, Buddhist Tantra. I was learning about Kashmir Shaivism, the Vigyampara of Tantra, Osho. And I'd already kind of doubled, but I was getting an, a, a full kind of oversight of everything whilst also being in the midst of breaking out of the cage that my conditioning had kind of put me into. And something... Or never felt right about this particular school. Like I loved the teachings and then there were certain aspects that, I don't know, left me a little bit wobbly. I definitely needed that time and then I started to consider starting my own school. And then I met my ex-husband who supported that leap and really my journey with him was right into a more classical style of Tantra and Kundalini Tantra and, you know, we started, we started teaching together and really bringing, creating a foundation of Tantra that was based on something that's not sexuality that most people think it is. What is Tantra based on? Who can tell me? What, what is the basis and the foundation of all Tantric practice? So sexuality could be a practice, right? And a lot of people associate Tantra with, you know, feeding each other chocolate, tantric massage, orgies, all sorts of things, right? And they think that sexuality is a main practice, which it's not. It's part of it. And part of my frustration of being in this field is, is that assumption. And it's probably like if, if you could see Tantra as a pie, it's like, Sexuality is one piece of the pie, a beautiful, absolutely essential part of the pie, and it's our erotic embodiment that actually fuels all the other aspects, according to me. So who can tell me what could be another foundational practice? Meditation? Yes. Embrace everything that you are? Meditation. So the Vigyan Bharava of Tantra, which is a 5,000-year-old scripture, is 
a text that came from Kashmir Shaivism it's a, and born from Hinduism, right? And the thread that weaves the meditations together, there's 112 and Shiva's having a conversation with Shakti. So Shiva is the masculine principle in Tantra, Shakti is the feminine. I'm having a conversation and she's asking about reality and where everything fits into this crazy universe and what the fuck is going on here, you know. And so he proceeds to give her discourse and this discourse culminates into meditations. And there's a huge, huge space of transformation that's possible to you when you start to view all of life as a meditation. And what is meditation? Meditation to me is being fully present with the breath, not controlling your experience, not judging what's happening inside of you. You're totally allowing the aliveness of what's here and not controlling your experience, right? So totally alive, totally present and not controlling anything. Now, traditionally in a lot of spiritual lineages, meditation is more like a Vipassana style and Vipassana is part of the Yambarat Tantra. But also what's part of it is sensual meditations, is touch, is aspects of the human experience that can be meditative by virtue of the level of presence that you're bringing to something. And so then we have like Neo-Tantra, which is more Osho dynamic meditations. And Osho says that his meditations are in addition to Vigyamparava Tantra because they follow the same idea, but they're allowing the body to completely move. And who's familiar with Osho? Yeah, so it's like this amazing movement where people can be wild and free and actually express and experience fully whatever is here. So at the outset, I want you all to get really clear that Tantra has so many different avenues of exploration. And there's also, so there's a guy named Reggie Ray that I studied with. He's amazing. And he turned the teachings of Sri Rinpoche into this system of breath work with the pelvis, right? So it's a somatic-based meditation, body-based meditation that allows full breath and movement through the body. So that's another form of tantra. And also we get to experience tantra through shamanism. And is anyone familiar with Kenneth Ray Stubbs? So he's kind of the shamanic giant of Tantra. And that's, it's all about energy. So what what I'm trying to create a picture of here is that we have all of these bodies of Tantra, classical Tantra, where we're worshipping deities, we're meditating, we're connecting to spirit through a meditative awareness that allows wholeness to be felt. We have the Vajrayana tradition, the Buddhist tradition, that allows breath work and somatic meditation to really bring us into a state of presence and wholeness. We have Neo-Tantra, the Osho dynamic stuff and conscious sexuality that supports that. And then we have our own uniqueness. And for me to really 
know what's unique to me. I like to receive the wisdom of people who know a lot more than me (laughs) and who have experienced a lot more of me. So if you feel called after this retreat to dive really deeply into the richness of this tradition and everything it has to offer, then you can message me anytime. You can tell me what you're particularly drawn to and I'll, I'll, I'll make a suggestion for you. Our aim with the school and with bringing Tantra forth is always to bring to it a level of an integrity that is real. And it, yes, of course, it's about experience and it's about uncaging yourself and it's about allowing the full vibrational force of everything that is within you to be expressed. It's about moving from wherever you you are now in terms of your aliveness, whether it's 10%, 20%, 30%, to go right up to 100% so that you are vibrating with who you are and you're not afraid to bring your unique essence through. And also there is a part of learning and going into anything where we're a novice. We don't we only we, we don't really know we're finding our way and i think that mastery has a different flavor where we are still students we are still very curious but we're humble and we're humbling ourselves before whatever it is that we're becoming a student of and i think something has been lost with a lot of Tantra where people are entering, say, a conscious sexuality environment and thinking that it's Tantra and then starting to teach it, right? So I'm not shaking my finger at you right now with what I'm about to say, but I do have to say that if you're ever going to be a teacher of Tantra and you're going to bring this forth or anything in your life, then just because it's not a university degree doesn't mean it doesn't take years to really understand the depths and the beauty and the knowledge that is embedded in this lineage, that like any spiritual lineage, what is of most importance is that your commitment to it, your devotion to it, your dedication to it is to remember that you are spirit, that you are divine. And... The beauty of Tantra is that it says your humanness is divine and sex isn't excluded from that, neither is the emotional body. The disadvantage of that and where it goes into shadow is that people overdo it and they get fucking crazy with their emotional body and they call it Tantra. They get crazy with their sexuality and they call it Tantra and it's fucking horseshit because it's not connected to this alignment right here, which is the Sushumna Nadi, which is the central channel, which is the Kundalini energy that is rising from the base all the way up to the crown, which is what we're doing this week, right? Each day is a different chakra. Each day is an awakening of the dormant energy at the base of your spine. And for some people, it'll be super dormant. For some people, It'll be really awake. It doesn't matter where you are at in your journey. Just be fully alive with wherever you're at. And actually, as we start to breathe, as we start to move, as we start to come more alive, as we go through each day and learn to find safety in here, in this being that's not dependent on external circumstances but complemented by the choices we make, when we feel 
our sexual energy and our desires without shame and our emotional body without shame, then there's no longer a numbness that is coating that shame and we can actually be transmissions of what the world needs more than anything right now, which is that we're fucking alive and we're not robots and we're not always got our head in phones and computers and in addiction and in avoidance, that we're here and we're saying we're fucking here, we deserve to be here. I am here and born to shine as the spirit that I am, and in that shining, all of me is vibrating with the resonance of divinity if I know that, if I remember that. Each and every single one of you is divine. And I like to bring my own uniqueness to Tantra, not from a place of arrogance or thinking I'm better, but from a place of knowing it so well that I don't need anyone else's practice or books or anything, my mind anymore, that there has been a purification process and continues to be a purification process that I am committed to in remembering that I'm spirit so that I can channel through what spirit wants to bring forth. And that's what it's about. For any of you who is a leader, for any of you who knows that you have something to play in life and to bring, know your craft so well that knowing anything doesn't matter anymore and you're just transmitting the aliveness that is the result of your dedication and devotion. And that is true power. And so then we have the serpent coming up. Base, sacral, power. What is power? Power is always remembering, knowing and feeling that the inner work is everything, that the remembering is everything. And that no one can take your power away. That you can't give your power to anyone. And even in the most harrowing of circumstances, as you can remember that you are divine and the circumstances are divine, that you are a powerful being. And then we come up into the heart. And what if we could live with unconditional love and openness? What if we could stop seeing love as something which is what we get out of someone or what the personality wants and what the identity thinks love is and actually we have a meeting of souls between individuals who have enough openness that we're just fucking curious and we're not trying to change anyone. We're just going, when I'm being me and you're being you, what's our resonance? Do we work? When we don't work anymore, we say goodbye with love and we keep loving and when we do, we stay together. And does there have to be any drama around that? If we're in the identity, yes. If we're not, no. And, of course, the play still works out and there's still going to be, it's not like my life or anyone I know who's living in the world is dramaless, but it doesn't really get you for that long. It doesn't really stick for that long, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is part of what Tantra has given me is holding the personal with the transpersonal, not having to just be transcendent or there's some fucking perfect ideal spiritual woman okay there is my humanness there is the transpersonal there is the transcendent and how can these move together so that I can live with an open possibly broken heart that even when the heart is breaking I'm remembering in the perfection of the divinity I am and the divinity all around me and then the serpent comes up to the throat and we're expressing not from a space of wanting validation or wanting to prove anything or show anything. We're not expressing 
for our audience. We're just expressing because we know we're fucking divine. We're expressing what's here and we trust in the perfection of what, of what that is. We're not looking at other people on Instagram and thinking they have some great life and trying to be like them. We're not dancing in posts and calling it Tantra and saying, come to my Tantra workshop and flashing everything and calling that Tantra. You know, we're not fucking everyone in the fields because we can't pick up when we're not in the fields. We're living, breathing transmissions of a devotion to life that says, I fucking give you all of me. When I serve, I serve with all of me. When I love, I love with all of me. When I fuck, I fuck with all of me. And there's no need to be ashamed of what all of me is because I remember and when I forget and that kundalini serpent can't reach here or the crown then we fucking rise it and we breathe and we move and we open here and we remember zero point. We remember universal energy. We remember love. We remember truth. We remember oneness. And who here has had an experience of the pineal gland opening and you're like, why the fuck do I ever create issues in my life when this perfection's always here? Raise your hand. (laughs) So this is what these practices are enriching you to feel is the capacity to let kundalini awaken through the whole being, open into oneness, open the crown and be flooded by something that is so precious and lets your identity die every time you sit on a cushion or you're making love, or you're out in nature, or you're anywhere, and you've forgotten, and you turn inward, and you commit to remembering. So you can listen to everything I say this week and understand a few things. But what you're really going to get out of this week is going to be in the embodiment practices where you're diving in, in to your own soul. You're not fucking looking around and comparing yourself to others. You're not worrying about anything. You're willing to go in here into the mystery and discover who you are. And on the edge of this mountain is a place of surrender where you're leaping off out of your comfort zone. If you are not getting out of your comfort zone this week, I am not doing my job. On the other side of your comfort zone and the identity that you cling onto is something else. And who knows what that is? But if you free fall and you let yourself free fall, you've come here for a reason, right? You've been drawn to us for a reason. And knowing these two and knowing me, what we all do very well is free fall into the mystery. And so that is being held here. And there is a purification of whatever stops you from being able to trust that because trust and surrender is what Tantra has given me unequivocally. And my life and the way that I grew up was like crazily different to who I am today. 
It was work really, really hard. It was get a house by the time you're in your early 20s, which I did. Succeed and earn a lot of money, which I did. Get from where you are now to where you want to be through resilience and strength, which I did. And then, you know, a lot of what my dad taught me was like also go into the quantum field, know that you live in a world of infinite possibilities and, you know, there was, there was lots of magic to that. But now where I am is I don't have a house. <laughs> I have less structure than you can possibly imagine. I definitely do not work hard. I only do what's in my joy. Oh, and the other huge piece of conditioning that I've had to overcome is caretaking everyone. Anyone who's Italian or European will know this one in a whole different way <laughs> to any other culture. It's like feed everyone, look after everyone if something's wrong, you know, and like i got two kids and there was all of this wiring that had to come undone. And there's been different stages of my life of that undoing. And if you're not coming undone, you're not really surrendering to the tradition of Tantra because it is here to undo you. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com.